Hey everybody, Josh Sigurdsson, World Alternative Media here, and we're joined by Tim Pachote, the Liberty Advisor, and we are going to go into some interesting stuff today as we see the government, well I shouldn't say the government, the Federal Reserve print trillions and trillions of dollars into complete garbage corporate nonsense stocks that obviously were built to fail anyway eventually we're going to go into that and much more today as the zero hedge article says banks slash credit card limits as economic crisis not over gee you think but before we go into that make sure to hit that like button share on social media to get around the shadow banning join our newsletter at www.imbanned.com um, you can find us on float bitshoot minds and library also linked below we won't be on youtube much longer and of course you can uh, find different ways to fund us we are completely viewer funded because we are completely demonetized so there's gofundme patreon subscribe star bitcoin all those ways below that you can help keep independent media and free information alive you could also um, become a client of tim pachotes at the libertyadvisor.com all linked below let's get into this so as the zero hedge article says Banks slash credit card limits as economic crisis not over. While the Federal Reserve and the Trump administration uh, plow trillions of dollars into corporate America buying investment grade bonds and rocketing the, the stock market to new highs, there's a much different story playing out of economic hardships for the everyday American. As the article continues here, it says there's a massive pullback by credit card issuers at the moment, reducing credit card limits and canceling accounts of consumers. Compare Card's new survey shows the economic fallout from the virus-induced recession is far from over. About 25% of Americans with credit cards had an account involuntarily canceled between mid-May to mid-July, while 33% said card companies slash their credit card limits. As it continues, it says about 70 million people, more than one third of credit card holders said they involuntarily had credit limit reduced or a credit card account closed altogether in a 60-day period stretching from mid-May to mid-July. The report is a clear sign that credit card issuers are still closing cards and reducing credit limits on cardholders in huge numbers months after an April 2020 compare card survey showed that nearly 50 million uh, cardholders had a card closed or credit limit reduced in the first month in which the coronavirus pandemic took hold of the country, according to Compare cards. As it continues here, it says Matt Schultz, the chief industry analyst at Compare Cards, told Yahoo Money that an awful lot of Americans had one of their financial security nets taken out from under them in one of the most difficult economic times in American history. The pullback by credit card companies was last seen during the Great Recession uh, when about 16% of cardholders saw limits reduced and accounts involuntary, uh, involuntarily closed. And I quote, this is in a lot of ways a much bigger issue today than it was uh, in the Great Recession, Schultz said. It makes sense that banks are taking an even harder line with lending because there's so much that they don't know and they're so nervous about risk. The key takeaways from the survey is that card closures and credit limit reductions continue through summer even though the Trump administration promotes a rocket ship recovery in the economy. Well, Tim, what do you think of this rocket ship recovery in the, in the economy considering just trillions of dollars printed into the stock market while people are going broke, facing moratoriums on rent. Um, 28 million people could go homeless. Uh, whether that actually happens or not is besides the point. Countless people out of work. It's just unbelievable what we're seeing, but we're told that everything's just beautiful. 
Uh, is that rocket ship named the uh, Columbia? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I hate making like a joke on that where people, you know, lost their life. But anyways, I mean, it's been a long time. But anyways, there's no way this is going to be a rocket ship recovery unless we're talking about the stock market, which they can game and they can do things like you mentioned before where uh, they're not. It was really actually the bond market that was a bigger problem than the stock market. And that's why they came in uh, using leverage to actually seven to one to buy junk bonds and then 10 to one to buy investment grade bonds. And that is, you know, creating like a zombie like status, which means that you have corporations out there that are surviving surviving on just basically paying their interest payments, uh, you know, and absent the Federal Reserve bailout over here, there'd be no way that these, uh, you know, that they'd be able to survive. But what happens is as a credit card, uh, you see, uh, you know, one, uh, one of your cards gets slashed, then it, you know, let's say you're at, you know, like 30% debt, debt, you know, debt ratio on your cards, then they slash your card. And now all of a sudden you're at 50%. Then the other card holders are like, oh crap, you know, the 50, you know, they're at 50% and then they slash your cards. And then now you're at like 75% and then it creates this vicious cycle. And then your, all your rates and your score and everything is jacked up. And I've had that happen to me before. I mean, in 2018, I decided to take a principal stance and speak, uh, you know, on Bitcoin as a financial advisor right after the firm I was with said you're not allowed to speak on Bitcoin so I did resign and then the government decided that they'd wait you know most of 2018 in order to allow me to work again so for those of you who are out of your job I mean I do emphasize with you I mean I grew up a lot of people think okay I'm just some financial advisor so I probably grew up super rich I mean I had you know mainly grew up with a 20 year old single parent father so you know I do you know understand the struggles that are going on out there and you know there's been times where I also have known that I was getting paid a lot so I've run up a credit card and all of a sudden then the credit card company then decides to hey we're going to go, you know, slash your rate, even though I was planning on, you know, paying that off in like a month. And But it is a cycle where it's very hard to get that back. And, you know, I've seen now, I mean, my credit's one of the highest it's ever been, but yet I've seen, you know, where it's going from having like 0% offers to like, oh, you're getting like 20% offer, even though I'm at like ex exceptional credit rate and who would do a balance transfer at 20%. Well, but I want to, I do, I should point out just from a personal level here. I mean, um, I, I had uh, parents that uh, divorced when I was younger and got hit really hard with credit card debt because the money didn't come in that they were expecting when they spent the money and myself personally I've been hit really hard recently because I was demonetized on YouTube so I've maxed out two credit cards I mean and I never even really used the credit cards for much other than necessities if I needed to use a card for something digitally um, in the past because I've always been very much against credit cards I held out on even getting a credit card till I was like 23 24 years old because I just didn't want to see a repeat of what happened to my parents and now I'm in that situation as well, though I'm not sure if, if they're ever going to even make people pay half of these credit cards off. Because, I mean, honestly, so many people are facing credit card debt right now. What are they going to do if no one has a job, if no one has a home, if everyone's completely broke because of this massive behemoth of weight on everyone's shoulders due to the government shutting down? Everyone keeps saying it's coronavirus. No, it's the government that shut everyone down, the government that pushed everyone out in the curb. And now they're coming in as predators to prey off of everyone, off of their debt. But I mean, like, how could they even make anyone pay this stuff at the end of the day when no one has any money? And yeah, and at the end of the day, I mean, they want to inflate the problems away where they, you know, give I you know a bunch of people, you know, all this free money. But this, this also is, as Max Kaiser would talk about, this is an interest rate apartheid where these big banks that are, you know, lending out the money, they don't have the money either. They don't even have, you know, uh, you know, even have to legally have reserves at this point. And that's something that even, you know, Jerome Powell said in CNBC, you know, I think it was back in like maybe a March or April uh, talking about that. And so, you know, you've got bankrupt banks giving out loans to, you know, the friends at, you know, 1%, 2%. And actually nowadays, 
nowadays, even if you have a great credit, it's actually very hard, especially a business. It's very, very hard. Now, I think even JP Morgan a few months ago even said they're not even giving out business loans unless it's backed by, you know, one of the PPP or, uh, you know, different CARES Act loans that they have. So with that, they have no risk at all. The government is going to pay them for these loans. If we're processing the loans, they're getting paid billions and billions of dollars. That's a secret bailout. The fact that they can park money at the Fed and get interest rates off, off that, that's another sort of like secret bailout that they're getting. It's risk free. And, you know, this is an interest rate apartheid where you have, you know, the average, you know, interest rates are at record lows. The government can borrow the money at, you know, one point whatever percent or even less than 1% if they're, you know, on like a 10 year bond. But yeah, you know, if you're, you know, Joe Smo over there and you're, uh, you know, going through hard times, you know, great, here's your 30% interest rate. And so, you know what, maybe if there was some sort of, and I hate like even like suggesting a government program because the last thing I want is a government program. But, you know, if you're going to have this crony capital system, you know, why don't you have some sort of thing where, you know, maybe the average person out there can go get, you know, a, you know, $50,000 loan at 1% and then that would be a great way to stimulate the economy. But then it would, and you know, it would be going through the banks too, but the banks want to have their cake and eat it too. And a lot of these banks would be bankrupt absent, you know, 2008 bailout, absent this bailout, you know, these banks, you know, a lot of companies too, so I'm sort of using that interchangeably, a lot of companies would be bankrupt, you know, what, what just went on. But well, the Fed- I mean, and that's a, that's the thing, Tim, all these companies that we're seeing getting all this money while everyone suffers, they shouldn't even exist by free market standards of people like just based on the actual demand of them. They've they put people in a situation. And this is what I've talked about many times is and it's a market principle that they've used to their advantage many times in government. They they uh, start a, a sob story about mono- monopolies and how terrible these monopolies are. And that's why we need to tax the rich. We need to tax all these guys more. And what happens is they um, end up blanketly taxing a ton of people uh, about the same amount. Small businesses cannot keep up with the big businesses obviously they go under because there's no competition there's no incentive for competition for the monopolies so they're happy with the taxes being raised because they can handle it while their competition can't so they get propped up further and then the regulations and the red tape at the same time push the small businesses underground while the big businesses grow and grow and grow and all under the guise of stopping the big business it's just it's literally Orwellian doublespeak the same things that the left and much of the right also uh, say will stop these big monopolies is what creates monopolies in the first place. And then during the coronavirus lockdown, we see at the same time them shut down small grocery stores while propping up Walmart and saying you can you can go to Walmart, you just can't go to the beach because coronavirus, because that makes sense. It's just, it's absolutely insane and it's perpetuating the issue. Most of these companies should have gone under long ago because they aren't actually efficient. They're not good. Prices would be lower if there's more competition on the free market. So every time you see Walmart, oh, we have low prices. That's why we're so big. No, there, if there was actual competition, prices would be lower than Walmart. Walmart couldn't exist in that kind of environment, at least to the extent that they are right now. I mean, honestly, it's just a perpetuation of this. And then at the end of the day, people suffer. People are pushed into dependency. And if there is a dependent public, they're a subservient public because they're desperate for anything they can get to feed their families. And then the banks and the government takes over and they love it. They absolutely love it. So, Tim, going forward, what can the average person do about this situation? You're a uh, certified financial planner. You're an advisor. Uh, obviously, people, if they're interested in becoming a client of Tim's, you can go to the libertyadvisor.com linked below. But, I mean, what can people do uh, as far as um, survival uh, in, in, these, in, this kind of, um, in this kind of environment with credit card debt and this massive amount of debt behemoth on their shoulders? Yeah, and first I, was, I just want to bring up one more point where you're talking about, you know, 
taxing the rich. The ultra elite want high taxes because you take a look at the 2008 bailout, the largest recipient of your bailout funds, actually, if you break it down by company to company, was actually Warren Buffett because he was, you know, through Berkshire Hathaway, you know, the owners of these different companies that got the bailouts, but it's also a tool for control. They, and guys like Warren Buffett, you know, they only pay themselves like $100,000 a year, but then he's getting paid through capital gains. And then he's able to then get away from pay capital gains by doing things like different types of charitable trusts and giving money away to the bill and when the Gates Foundation. So the ultra elite are using people like myself. And one of the first forays I did, you know, getting into like a crypto business was, you know, helping, you know, guys that got in really early, I mean, mainly, mainly guys, but, you know, who got in really early, you know, how they can use charitable trust to legally avoid paying capital gains. You know, don't hate the player, hit the game. I didn't make up the rules when it comes to doing this stuff. And, it, and it's really only, you know, don't contact me like, hey, you got a thousand dollars. You want to avoid paying tax on your Bitcoin. These are really only like seven like figure type uh, strategies based on how it's being used. Not that I won't do it for you. Well, I won't because it doesn't make sense and you shouldn't do it. But anyways, the ultra elite at the very top, they want to have high taxes because it's a means of control. But what the average person can do is, you know, this should be like a warning sign. It's not easy to do, but you know, if you're in and it's really, it's hard to give that blanket advice because and I'm not really giving advice, but you know, if you're in super big credit card debt, that's one, that's, you know, there's one set of circumstances of what somebody should do if you're you know you know you know able to just barely get by but you have you know you don't have a lot of debt but you know that's maybe one thing but if you've got you know some considerable assets that's another thing so it's really hard to kind of give a blanket advice but you know eventually getting you know having an emergency reserve of you know three to six months of cash probably even better to have three to six months and they and what they you know most experts will claim is you want to have three months if you're you know married uh, and you have two jobs uh, you know in the household you know six months if you're uh, you know just single but it probably it makes sense and guys like david morgan will even agree with, about this uh and obviously because he's you know a silver guy but you know having that reserve in silver maybe instead of cash because you know that is a pretty universal currency and you know it's kind of the poor man's gold but you know, i think it's a good idea to have that but it's not but it's easier said than done because a lot of people do have a lot of debt but you know arming yourself with knowledge getting uh more important than anything having an income that isn't necessarily tied to that you can control that maybe you start a business you have some sort of side hustle uh eventually turning your side hustle into your real job. I mean, that's, you know, in, in arming yourself with knowledge to then learning ways to be able to get a side hustle, be able to, you know, get different skills, you know, whether it's video editing, whether it's, you know, creating your own social media company that can, you know, go to different advertising. I mean, there's so many different ways to make money that's out there that's not controlled by the man. I could use a new video editor. Yeah. And so, I mean, but the thing is that these are skills that people can learn. I mean, I taught myself, you know, at a basic level, how to video edit. I'm, I mean, I didn't know how to do it. I just, you know, through YouTube these days, you know, I hate to, you know, promote them, but you know, there is a lot of things that you can teach yourself on YouTube for free. There's, you know, Udemy, there's different classes that are super, super cheap. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't go rushing out to go get like an MBA at a hundred thousand dollars a year through zoom. I think that's a stupid idea. Uh, you know, different certifications, but make yourself more valuable, you know? And so, especially if you're lower and the lower end of the spectrum over here, getting different skills, you know, whether, you know, learn to code, but not so, but there's different things. Now, if you're, but if you're younger, learning to code is, I mean, I'm not saying if you're a West Virginia coal miner to start going, learn code. Like I forgot who was the one that said that, uh, you know, maybe this video would be, you know, taken down and demonetized now for saying that, but well, I guess we're already demonetized, so it doesn't matter. So make sure, you know, because Josh right now is in a bad situation. So, you know, they're, you know, helping Josh out, you know, even and the best thing to do is, you know, to help not to bring us, you know, turn around to Josh, but, you know, creating a monthly subscription 
subscription where you're giving them a dollar a month, $2 a month. You know, even if you're broke, you can afford $2 a month because we're giving you knowledge and we're trading that knowledge, you know, hopefully for, you know, for me, I mean, I just want to get the information out there. If you get clients, great. Uh, if you do want to become a client, you know, uh, basically Josh and I are going camping at the Jackalope Freedom Festival from the 3rd to 10th. So, you know, if you, you know, email me at tim at innovativewealth.com, uh, I can probably fit you in, you know, either Thursday or Friday. And, you know, if not, you know, we're going to have to wait till, you know, we get back on the 11th. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, we've been putting these ads out here for a while. So, you know, you know, you know, I, I need, you know, take a break too sometime. And so, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's really hard to say what the average person should do because there's such a wide swath of what they, I'm not Susie Orman or I'm not Dave Ramsey. That's going to give a one size fits all approach to everybody. And, you know, I've never really seen a lot of rich people that were following their advice, but you know, I have, I have, I have seen a couple people, but by and large, uh, but you know, and they are good for people at the lower end of the spectrum to be able to get out of debt. Yeah. But you know, there's a lot of things you can do and you know, and, and, and it can start by having a free 15 minute consultation, go to the Liberty or links below. And you go on my website, there's a spot where you can schedule right with me. And you will see that, uh, you know, those spots are taken up through about like August 13th or 14th. So, you know, it is, you know, get in now, you know, otherwise you're going to have to wait till September, you know, to come talk to me. Absolutely. And I think it's really just important that people realize a very basic fundamental of humanity is the independence is what got us to this point as human beings as as human beings that really against nature are very weak creatures. If you look at the rest of the animal kingdom, it's amazing that we've made it this far. Honestly, we we use our brains to think logically to get around these issues and, and obviously use our strength to build for ourselves and uh, and prepare for ourselves and be uh, individuals. I think that's really important. It's responsibility responsibility is the basis of freedom itself and we need we need to get off of the dependency system which we are all being led astray to i mean this is that cycle that i've talked with many times that tim likes to correct me on but it's it's a uh, you know uh, good times create uh, uh you know weak men weak men create hard times hard times create uh, strong men strong men create good times it goes in a circle it's a it's a circular metric that we've seen throughout the eons as long as humanity has been around and we are entering into the hard times right now and as we're entering into our hard times as our friend uh, Stefan Arnio, who um, we got to interview quite a few times before he passed away earlier this year, um, pointed out this is going to be uh, something for the record books. What we're witnessing right now, what we're entering into right now is absolutely unprecedented and we need to be prepared and we cannot put ourselves in a position where we end up completely in debt, completely, completely subservient to the system because we are dependent and because we're desperate in order to feed our families and feed ourselves. We cannot put ourselves in that system in into that situation. So uh, I, I beg everyone to seriously, seriously, if you haven't prepared for like a year down the line yet, do it now, do it now, do it now. This is an investment advice. It's about humanity, basic humanity, being able to survive as a human being. It's never been more important to be prepared because things are going to get worse before they get better. I guarantee you they're going to get worse. So I want people to do whatever they can, stock up on, on like cans of beans, whatever it might be, just start doing something to make yourself self-sufficient so that you aren't put at the uh, bad end of the, uh, of the stick and end up um, completely getting consumed by the system that is there to enslave humanity, to push you into dependence, and to 
uh, sacrifice you as a pawn for the king and the queen. So don't allow it to happen. They are preying off of people like you right now and you need to break free. Anyway, we've gone into this long enough in this video. You know, and let's, let's say in the comments which one you like better. I think it's adversity makes men, prosperity makes monsters, or, or your version of it. But Hard times create a strong... I, I'm, Yours anyway. doesn't off the tongue as much. As you uh, I don't know. I like mine better. But anyway, um, I appreciate everyone joining us. And as uh, Tim mentioned, there's ways that you can uh, pledge, donate to Wham as well as with Bitcoin. GoFundMe, Subscribestar, um, uh, Patreon, obviously on Float, you can um, pledge in, in crypto as well on a monthly basis. Obviously, uh, we are completely viewer funded because we were completely demonetized because we dare to talk about the truth. It's this very, very extreme thing that we do. Also, um, make sure to check the links below for um, you know the, our newsletter, www.imband.com. Just put in your email. It just takes two seconds and you can uh, sign up for a newsletter and we'll actually be able to reach you. We won't be on YouTube much longer. So join us on Float.app. BitChute, Library, and Mines, specifically Float.app, BitChute, and Library. Um, we are moving there, and we're only going to be posting let's trailers on YouTube past November 5th. Let's take, a, let's take a bet of whether or not we'll be kicked off before November 5th, before we can actually just, you know, voluntarily leave. So I think there's at least a 50% chance we're going to be kicked off. Yeah. Uh, at at least, at least. So um, make sure to support us in any way you can. We really appreciate it. Hitting that like button, sharing on social media to get around the shadow banning, all of that helps. Anyways... We appreciate all of you guys watching, and until next time, this is Josh Sigurdsson and Tim Pachot signing out from World Alternative Media. Find the truth, be the change.